you're listening to the We Speak Common Podcast Network. For more information and to support the show, head to wespeakcommon.com. This week, I'm joined by James to talk about XP leveling versus milestone leveling. We'll go through the pros and cons of both and maybe how you can use them together. Welcome to We Speak Common. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the D&D podcast for everyone because here we speak common. This is the show brought to you in partnership with the Dice Dungeon, the one-stop shop here in the UK that ships worldwide for D&D dice, uh, dice rolling trays, books and all the other things you could possibly ever want for Dungeons and or Dragons. Uh, You can check out a link to their website in the description below and you can get 10% off your entire order if you use the code WESPEAKCOMMON at checkout. We're also brought to you in partnership with Describe, spelled D-S-C-R-Y-B, because they're quirky, funky kids. Describe have professional creative writers writing descriptions for scenes, locations, monsters, spells, all that good stuff that you can use in your games as a DM or a player. You can get 10% off your monthly subscription for the first two years if you use the code common at checkout but of course there's loads of free scenes for you to check out again there's a link in the description below we'll talk about our wonderful partners and what they're up to a little bit later in the episode and as always if you support them you're supporting us so go ahead and look at their wonderful wares Uh, but first right here right now uh, oh that's a song Uh, i want to introduce you again to my good friend james hello james hello how are you my friend (laughs) pretty good you know in interesting things going on in life at the minute so what mm. is good it's good there's good vibes there's good energy in the world yeah. at the moment and i think a lot's happened in the past nearly four months um personally but also to all of us and i think yeah. uh, i'm starting to feel the good vibes, the good, like the, the, you know, when something's been bubbling under the surface for a while and it's, everything's just starting to go your way. Yeah. You know, we might start having a little, a little golden age, mm. hopefully. Just, yeah. just a nice period of time. Just us, us in particular, no one else. Um, yeah, the rest I mean, of the world yeah. is still fucked. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but we're having a golden age and actually very exciting stuff. I, um, those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a long time will know I've had a camper van in the works for a while. Looks like I'm picking it up finally next Saturday. Oh, literally, finally. <laughs> it's been three years. Let's not talk about it. Um, classic camper. It's going to be on the road. I'm going to be driving it. Get. I mean, if you don't follow my Instagram, I've been, um, and, and if you want to, it's a, it's a bit weird me being like, <laughs> follow me on Instagram, because I don't talk about D&D there. It's just my life. But I'm going to be taking lots of photos and videos of me driving. Not me. Like, I won't be using my phone while driving, obviously, because that's illegal. But um, someone else will be. <laughs> So, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would never. I would never break the law. I would never, <laughs> never do that. I've never done anything illegal, ever. Uh, Stop looking ever, at me like that. You ever rode your bike on the pavement, Ben? Shut the fuck up, James. <laughs> um. So that's fun. Uh, although today I did go for an eye test and then found out it's in three weeks. So I look like a fool. Yeah. Yeah, well, at least you did turn up and was told like, oh, the person who was meant to be seeing you just didn't come in that day. That did happen to you, didn't it? Yeah. I did. I do think I found my next frames, though, so that's nice. Oh, it's, it's a good start. Mm, it is a good start. Uh, they were a bit small, so I need to get them a bigger size. But anyway, this is not D&D. We're not talking about D&D right now. There's no. 
Um, lots of D&D stuff going on right now. Actually, when this episode goes out, because we're recording ahead of time, because I've got um, a holiday coming up. Sue me, I'm going away for once in my life. Um, so we're we're recording a couple of episodes ahead. So when this goes out, it will have been probably two weeks since the D&D Direct, which means maybe there'll be more information out there. Maybe there won't. Um, we'll see. But hey, it's happened. Spelljammer has been confirmed. It's coming well, hey. If you don't know that by now, where have you been? Um, and actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick your ear about this later off air, James, because I have a lot of thoughts about some of the things that have been said. So, um, if you've listened to any of the Spelljammer episodes that we've done here, if you've listened to any of the Cosmic Causeway, the actual play mini series that we've done, which by the way is a great place to start if you are thinking of running uh, Spelljammer adventures, it's a it's a great starter adventure, and it's a, a nice short mini series of think six episodes um we use the old cosmology where the the material plane is one big place and all of the settings are planets within crystal spheres that float in the sea of the phlogiston and and the, and then the astral sea and the planes are very different and separate and it it sounds like and it has been confirmed i should say that uh, they're getting rid of the phlogiston oh. yeah the phlogiston's going away and it's being replaced by the astral sea which is obviously the astral plane, but yeah. it's the, the bigger version of it. And uh, it sounds like crystal spheres are going away. No. Um, yep. Yep. So uh, there's, we haven't got enough details and we're not going to know until we've got the book in our hands in August and we're reading it, but it sounds like from now on, it's going to be, you set off from whatever planet you're on. That's say Faerune you enter the astral sea and you fly a ship through the astral sea like the Githyanki do and then you um arrive at another planet which is floating somewhere else in the astral sea but there's lots of questions because then how does that work with the planes and the color pools that float in the astral sea does that mean that the the material plane is part of the astral sea or the astral sea is part of the material plane does that also mean that space is the astral sea? Or? Exactly. So does space exist? Because space very much exists in in the old cosmology. So it's it yeah, it's a bit confusing. Um, we're gonna have to wait and see. But my my genuine my my current kind of like point of view is I'm gonna read the books because um, obviously we're getting a box set which has the setting guide, the adventure, and the monster manual, and they're only like sixty four page books. They're not big books. Um, I'm gonna read them. See what it's like, but my current stance is I will probably take the five E stats and use the old cosmology because I prefer it. I like it more, and that's okay. That's um, yeah. just let's put that out there. It's okay to do that. It's very okay to not use current materials, even if you're yeah. using the current system. But yeah, um, so I'm going to pick your ear about that later because I like the phlogiston, yeah, it's crystal cool. spheres, and I like like the legend of the spell jammer, which I don't think is going to exist anymore based on the way the cosmology is changing. Um, but hey ho, there we go. That's a thing. Dragon Lance has been announced. That's coming. Oh, I did. I did see that. I have the first Dragon Lance book on my bookshelf next to my Dritz books, next to your Dritz books, <laughs> um, <laughs> that I also need to read. But I'm still currently reading The Witcher, so um, I'm very excited about that because I I want to get into Dragon Lance and give that a good go. Yeah. Um and then just some extra like paraphernalia has been announced like the 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 companion cases that have like oh, they, terrain they, and... they did look pretty cool although yeah. we'd, we'd never use them. <laughs> this is the thing I don't play D&D in person ever anymore because especially because we're so 
like our group, and I was saying this to Sam and, and Ray the other night when I was on, um, on a call with them. Someone said to me like, oh, you should go to Adventures League and meet new people. And I was like, do you know what? I'm not friend starved. My friends are just spread across the world. But also, I don't, I don't want to find another group of D&D people. Yeah. Like if I'm going to make friends, I'll meet them playing board games or like having drinks at a bar or something. I don't need more D&D people because our group is so honed in to the type of D&D we want. Yeah. That, that, that very story focused, long campaign with story plots and arcs weaving over them, set in a world that we've lived in and breathed in. Like it's so very much our thing yeah. that when I play D&D, like if I played Adventurous League, you know, twice a month. It just wouldn't be the same. I wouldn't get the kicks that I want from it. So yeah, um, we don't. We only play D and D in person when special occasions normally. Yeah, like when we can all get together. Yeah, but and I know people go, oh no, D and D online. Ugh. But actually, I think we've made it like better than D and D in person. Probably, yeah. We, we I just... love it. Yeah. Anyway, I've digressed. Should we talk about the thing we're going to talk about today? It's probably a good idea. You know, it's, it's been nearly nearly ten minutes. We we still haven't done it. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Shush. It's it's my podcast. I can do what I want. Um, <laughs> so we're talking about XP leveling versus milestone leveling today, and uh, the pros and cons of both. Which you should use under which circumstances, and which ones we prefer. And this is one of those. And this is this is kind of the the whole point of the podcast, right? It's about talking about things that you can use in any edition, any setting, yeah. any game. And this is very much one of those things. So easy peasy quick definition xp leveling is as in the book when you kill monsters when you complete quests when you do things you get xp and at certain xp amounts you gain a level um and those are listed in the 5e handbook Mm -hmm. and milestone is there's no xp and as you make your way through the game you achieve milestones for example it might be completing a quest or killing a big bad or something and that gives you a level and you level up at that point in the story yeah those are the two differences let's talk about them um and and why they're good and why they're bad james which one do you prefer first of all oh definitely definitely milestone i I don't think anyone's gonna be surprised that i agree with you no that's i mean to be fair that's pretty much 90 percent of the games i've played and have used milestone um, I think the only game that has the only two games that haven't are Joe's game, mm-hmm. and also one uh, game I was running didn't use used XP for a very short period of time, but for a particular purpose. But we can get to that later. Okay, cool. And why do you prefer Milestone? I suppose it's because because we're more sort of narratively focused. Um, you know, you you're not sat there where it narratively focused it's you always feel like you've done you've you've earned that level uh you know you've you've not just mashed through loads of creatures and got loads of experience boom yay i've leveled up Mm -hmm. um you know you always do something worthy to get your level it's not just a case of right i finally got enough at the threshold from killing i don't know some random old goblin oh Oh. look i leveled up Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i think so for me, I prefer Milestone because it allows me to have more control over the story yeah. um, as a DM. And again, there are pros and cons to it, but the, 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 the big benefit, the big draw to it is I know 
roughly what level I want you guys to be when you get to a certain area in the story or a certain area in the locations or, you know, wherever. And so I can plan as and when and, and at what milestones you'll achieve levels to facilitate that. Yeah. It also means that I can plan for long stretches where you're in level five or short stretches where you're in level five, for example. I can plan how long you stay at a level rather than just, oh, they've rolled a random encounter, which means they've got a boost of XP, which means they're now a level higher earlier, Yeah, which, which can happen with XP. Having said that, the, the drawback to milestone leveling is, well, what if your players don't achieve the milestone for ages or they get bogged down in a side quest and so they don't they don't get a level for a long time and they get frustrated and um you know they, they don't get new abilities or powers like what do you do then and there are there are lots of different things you can do but i think a lot of that is fixable whereas in my opinion is that with xp there's no way of halting a level coming on if it's coming on too early yeah um xp itself i think has its draws in the sense that it's got that kind of classic it's a game, game element <laughs> gamified yeah like fun side and, and a lot of people i see say well i prefer milestone but what's a way that i could still use xp in my game and that's something we can talk about later too i think um because people miss that kind of like experience point collecting element yeah i mean i will say it did feel good like when playing joe's game and it was like yeah, we, your character accomplished something outside of the main story or quest, which was, you know, a character goal or you did something like really interesting or different to how, like, you know, Joe expects it to go. So you got awarded extra XP. That felt good. Yeah, because we, we would play the game in the sense that um, here's your quest, here's what you are trying to achieve. But each player has a set of short term and long term goals that we set for ourselves. Yeah, and Joe would assign an XP value to those goals. So if my goal, my short-term goal was, you know, buy, um, buy a ruby ring for my love interest, but like Joe knows that I have the money to do that, all I need to do is get into town and do it. I'd be like, okay, I'll give you a hundred XP for achieving that. But if my long-term goal is like convince James's character that I didn't do anything wrong by murdering that peasant, and Joe <laughs> knows that. James is playing a righteous paladin who thinks I definitely did something wrong. When I finally convince him, he's going to give me like a thousand XP because it's going to take months and months of real life time. Or similarly, I might fail and might say, Joe, I've tried for so long to convince James. I can't do it. It can't happen. And he'll go, do you know what? You made a valiant effort. Here's 500 XP. It's not as much as you would have got if you achieved it. Mark it off. Your character has moved on from that long-term goal. And yeah. that was a really fun way of getting extra XP and using XP. But again, it's that thing of we we had some characters who are a level or two above the others. Yeah, I don't ever think it went two levels above, but we were definitely like there was definitely a point where I was like, definitely we were, one level ahead at points. You were a level ahead, and you were like a level ahead to a point where you would be a level ahead. Everyone would catch up, and then two sessions later, you'd be a level ahead again. Yeah, and um, and obviously that could change the more we played over time. But it, it's that thing of okay, you've got to balance... The DM has a harder job of balancing for that party because they're, they're more scattered across the board for powers and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an interesting one. It's an interesting dynamic. Um, and both... Like, this is one of those things where I think both are good 
and both are bad in their own merits. And it's it's kind of like it's individualism onto which one you prefer, I think. Yeah. Um, I, d- I do think as well that there can be no harm as, as long as you've got a good enough reason for it to swap between the two is, is appropriate. That's an interesting point and not something I've ever done. So I was playing uh, with my other group um, for, they were playing sort of for the first time mm. and we'd done sort of like Lost Minds of, of Fandelva and you know they, they'd got to level 5 doing, doing Milestone in that one um, but then like they all wanted oh like we all want to do uh, you know we want to do Tyranny of Dragons we, we want to you know we want to go and, and fight Tiamat whatever mm. and um, as, as all young naive adventurers say yeah uh, it's just like the, the D&D cartoon from... <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we're level five. We can yeah. take Tiamat. Let's do it. Um, yeah. But anyway, like sort of, you know, I, I was looking at that and realistically, um, you know, I didn't want to just randomly chuck them into the first part of the adventure. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'd like them to start in the second, but to do that, they need to get to level eight. Mm. Um, just because they'd be nicely balanced then and, and sort of their characters are ready for it. And you so... You want to go D&D hard mode on them. No, because they're, they're still bad. They were still Babby D&D players. Babby adventurers. Um, and so what I did is that each of them had, you know, got various different character goals and things they wanted to do. And I just ran a bunch of side adventures for a bit, um, you know, let time pass. And as they completed those and, you know, beat, beat the monsters in those, they gained XP until eventually, you know, they, they all managed to hit level eight. And at that point, we transitioned into Tyranny. And then we went back to Milestone so that it suited sort of the narrative purpose there. Did you find that moving to XP for that kind of like, because like you had, you were doing stories, you were doing things, but you were like, you were kind of like grinding a little bit, it feels. So do you feel like XP allowed you to level up quicker, but, but in a natural way compared to you just being like, you completed a quest, here's a level. You completed another quest, here's yeah. a level. So, yeah, so it felt a lot more sort of like a natural progression rather than, well done, you did a quest, here's your level. It's, yeah, well done, you've, been, you've, you've done this part, right? You've got this much XP from this part. And then, you know, sometimes they completed the quest and you didn't get them a whole level mm. because it was just the way the, way the quest panned out. Um, it would yeah. be interesting to get a, a like... Uh, there's there's someone out there who's going to be like, haha, this is my expertise area. I can do this. It's maths and and uh, statistics. It would be interesting to see an average length of time it takes an average party of four to level up through XP. I have no it's, idea how you do that or what you do with that information, but it would just be an interesting stat to know. I suppose that's like a, an interesting thing as well. Thinking about it is in terms of the differences between sort of two systems. Um, and my sound's done that thing where it's cut out again. Oh no, can you not hear me? Ah, there we go, it's back. You can hear me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for a um, moment there, you had the sweet, sweet release of never having to hear my voice. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm 100% in saying this, but I feel like XP, in terms of levelling, it's quicker at the lower levels mm. to gain levels, whereas it can take a, long, a lot longer at the higher levels, whereas Milestone, it can take a lot longer at the lower levels to get them. But then when you get to those high levels, um, things can come a lot more organically and a lot more quicker than they would if you were doing it through XP. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that because I think with XP, 
it's exponential how much you need to level up yeah exactly and it's also that it definitely is and i'm this is a really dumbed down version of saying it but the difference is game D&D or story D&D in a really like stripped back dumb way of saying it because XP is like okay you're low level we need to get you stronger it's you're going to get stronger quicker because you're low level and it's easier to learn because yeah. you've not you've got so much to learn and so you know we don't want you to be level 2 for too long because you'll die because you're a you're a young video game character um but now you're level 15 and you've got all these cool spells and these great strong, you know, you can attack four times a turn or whatever. So we're going to make it harder for you to level up. And so you need to do more to get there because you've learned more. Whereas in the story side of things, it's, oh, you're a young adventurer. You've got a lot to learn. You need to find the young, uh, the old um, hobo who lives in the bushes and, and get his wooden <laughs> sword and learn how to fight and then you get your first real sword and now you're level two and then you go off to the caves and you save a young damsel from the from the farm goblins and you know and it's like oh you spend a little you spend more time in those dangerous scary i'm a young little farmer boy going off to be an adventurer and then by the time you get to that level 15 16 it's like okay i, I running out of things to throw at you that are that are a threat so i want to get you to the boss now so you guys know you're strong let's make you feel strong like you're you're yeah. slaying dragons so here's another level and and that's kind of the way i see it in a really stripped back sense which yeah. isn't a bad thing and like ne ne neither of those is 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 wrong in any way um it's just the difference yeah, it's almost, I suppose, it, it, you know, it very much depends the players you're running for. If your players do want that more sort of gamified experience, opt for, you know, the, the XP. But if they are more interested in sort of these big narrative achievements, then possibly Milestone there is a better way to go. Mm. Let's really quickly um, just recap the pros and cons in a little list of XP and Milestone. So we'll start with XP. So for me, I would say the the pros are... Um, you get that little shot of endorphins at the end of every session when you are granted the XP. Like, here's the XP you earned this session. Like, that's a great feeling. There's that sense of achievement. Um, you get that game game sense feel of like, oh yeah, I'm a level, I'm a character leveling up. I'm always getting stronger. Um, and you can, I suppose, if you want to buy the book create encounters against xp values of players and monsters and and the way 5e says you should build encounters and run games the drawbacks for me the, the downsides of xp are it can take no time at all to level up at low levels and lots of time to level up at higher levels which personally i prefer the other way around um you can't slow a level down you can't, you know, your players know that when they hit 30,000 XP, they're getting that level and what they're tracking their XP. So as soon as they get it, they're getting that level. You can't halt that level if you need to for some reason. And you can end up in a situation for better or worse. And it can be fun where some players are proportionately leveled differently to others. And so your balancing becomes a little bit trickier to do. What are your, what are your pros and cons for XP? So you, you, you pretty much covered, uh, covered them there, but I think the... Just another con element is, you know, depending on the group you're playing with, um, you, know, you can get people who might go out of their way um, just to do things to get XP. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but yeah, what's well, creature there? Let's just, let's just kill it. You know, yeah. there's, 
they, they don't yeah, think like, like James maybe if you put a really interesting evil NPC in front of your party who had lots of information that was really key to the story who was who was giving that information out and then that that player said no I don't want to listen I'm going to throw an axe at them like maybe that might happen um, do, I mean do, yeah something along those lines do you know anyone lines, who would do that James do you know anyone but who at would the do same that? time when another party member decides to make a decision which involves the sacrificing of a good creature's soul yeah uh, when the party hadn't actually decided that you know yeah. that that narrative thread needs to be stopped before the the party does something evil which goes against the character's very you know being yeah all right i'll give you that we're both happy it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah you know you're right though you're right though it, it, you can end up in that kind of situation where a player's like oh that over there is a bag of xp and it's only a, it's it's just it just happens to be in the shape of a young farmer yeah um, and it's actually another pro, and and this is this is only if you 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 know you do XP right in a sense. Um, you can get XP for anything. Yes, just just to think about it. It doesn't have to be killing stuff really. Um, you know, like we said earlier with the goals thing, or you know, could solve a quest through you know non-violence. Perhaps the non-violence option could even offer them more XP because it was harder to do or something along those lines. So I suppose yeah. in a way. With a sense of XP, you can um, place value on different solutions, if that makes sense. Yeah, and we'll delve into that in a minute with our advice on using each of the leveling systems. Um, okay, milestone then, pros and cons. For me, pros are... Oh, nearly lost my voice there. Uh, pros are you have control over the way the story unfolds um, with with the players power levels so if you know that you want them to fight a um, moderately small boss just as they head into tier five you know they're going to be the right level for it and it's going to totally be right um you can stop and progress levels at any point for any achievement it doesn't have to be a quest it can be you know they've done something significant outside of the story and so they get a bonus level early or something you you have complete control of as and when you reward characters levels um and if you're running a story game it can really a story focused game i should say uh, rather than just we're playing dnd and we're slaying things which i don't think many people play anymore but um you you have control of how quickly you you run through those higher levels which in a story focused game i find can often be an issue because you have that thing of we want to fight the, the the final boss, but we're not quite strong enough. So we need to go and do some things before we're strong enough. Yeah. So you can you can make sure that doesn't happen effectively. Um, the drawbacks are you can have long periods of time where your players aren't leveling, and they might get bored with that, or they might get itchy feet. I mean, we've had that at the group. Yeah. Um, I remember that happening. Come when you're like, oh come on, we must be worth the level now. Come on, we must be nearly there, Ben. And I go, no, not yet, but it'll be worth it I when think we get there. I've- that that is like my main con for milestone levels is sometimes you know as a player it can feel like you know you've done so much you you've gone mm-hmm. not necessarily that you've gone so long since last time but you might feel like you've done a lot and it might just because you know we we always have pretty hard encounters because mm-hmm. we're like fucking dnd tactical fucking geniuses at this point um <laughs> Say it how so, it is, James. so like you know whenever we do encounters they always do feel difficult and hard uh, and, you know, we do have to really try to get through these encounters. And, you know, after we've gone through like two or three of those or, you know, five or six, or we've not had a level, sometimes it can feel a bit a bit sucky because 
you know, we've overcome all of these difficult challenges. Um, but it's, but then, then you it, get the actual boss fight and you go, oh, I understand now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think as well, the, the, the positive side of that, like feeling like you've waited so long is that when you finally get it, it's like a big, oh my God, yes, we've done yeah. it. Like I, I, every time there, there are points where in Timber Annihilation, it had been a little while. You'd been level four for a long time. <laughs> and I was holding off on level five for a very specific milestone, yeah, yeah. which was obvious when you got to it. And um, also because, you know, that's, that's, that is a big milestone. Getting level five is a big thing in terms of, reaching the next tier and, and things stepping up. And I think now that you're level five, you guys are wishing you were level four again because things have stepped up a notch. Um, uh, it's also, you know, I wish I wish I was level six, but you know, it's, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen, Ben. It's, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's, don't you worry. It's not happening but, for Braylar, Ben. Well, <laughs> Braylar might not be making it out alive. No, but we'll, we'll see. Um, but the, um, the, the thing of the players would be like at the end of a session, you'd all be like, so Ben, level five and i'd be like no not yet <laughs> and then you know our next session be like, okay guys well thanks for playing it's been a great session like let's all catch up on the chat and we'll talk about what's been going on ben is there anything you want to tell us before you go no not today <laughs> and then finally it's like okay guys great session and um, make sure when you arrive next week your character's are level five and you're like yeah <laughs> and that's that's an amazing yeah. feeling as well so there is a pro to that making you uh, wait that delayed yeah. gratification just, just don't do what i do and then forget to tell your players that yeah you leveled up <laughs> yeah no that's that's not a good thing don't do that don't yeah not not ideal especially not when you're then going up against stronger bosses and you're, yeah. you're a level lower admittedly um, you'd all leveled up before the session started at least <laughs> yeah this is true what are the other negatives of milestone um making people wait i feel like that's no maybe i sound a little bit biased now but i feel like that's really the main one the fact that you have to wait and you have to maybe the fact that it takes a bit more foresight you have to plan like yeah. if, you've, if you're running in a module if you're running a or a story you've written and you you know like where the players are going and what they're going to be doing um then great you can really plan that and i think milestone works really well for written modules but if you're playing a west marches style game or maybe a game where they're just kind of in an open world and they're exploring things you might be like mm, now might be a time to give a level mm, then i maybe i'll maybe i'll wait like you kind of yeah. have to play it by ear i suppose if it's tricky. if it's very open world as well as you know so you've designed designed a place to be ready for them at a certain power level but then for whatever reason, they, they don't go there at that time and they go away and they, mm. you know, they might out, out level that area, as it were. And so, when, yeah. I mean, you can have this problem with both systems, to be fair. Mm. Um, and when they go there, they just, you either have to quickly rebalance or let them rinse for it. And I'm a big fan of having a world where it's it, the, the places are leveled as they are and that's that. And so yeah. if the players get there and they're really, really strong, they're going to walk through and they'll be like, wow, we're really strong. And I'm like, yeah, you are really strong. Well done, guys. <laughs> and then they go to the next place and they're like dying and like on the floor bleeding out. I'm like, I told you running was an option. Like you <laughs> promised yourselves. You, you, your hubris grew a bit too much there with that yeah. last dungeon, you know. And I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, like that living, breathing world feeling. Okay. Well, they're the pros and cons. So let's talk about how 
you can use each system and what you should be thinking about and, and how you can utilize them in, to, to the best of your ability. But first, let's talk about some people who have lots of XP <laughs> under their belts. Uh, that is, of course, our partners. And we'll start with the Dice Dungeon. Ben and Dave are... They've they've got like three years of experience under their belts now. They've been going for a little yeah. while. Three years, is that right? Maybe two, maybe three? I don't know. It feels like a lifetime because they're just so good. Uh, ben and Dave are great guys. They've been supporting this network since it since its first, since its second year, I think. So yeah, for the majority of of its existence, let's put it that way. Um, and of course, if you're looking for wonderful premium D and D dice, whether they're made of glass or resin or metal or all those beautiful materials that exist, they're the place to go. They've got beautiful trays that you can roll them in to keep them nice. Um, great stuff like the bag of fates, which means you can buy a set of dice, a beautiful set of dice without picking. You don't have to go through the through the pain. You'll get a random set, and it's one of the only ways to get certain sets. Uh, but they've also got extra stuff coming to the store. Mm, yes, we already know they do books. There are some other things coming. Um, I'm not going to say anything just in case I, they aren't released yet when this episode goes out. It's hard when you're planning ahead of time. Go and have a look. What I'm saying is go to the description below, click on the Dice, Dice Dungeon website link and have a little peruse and see what you can find. There might be some surprises for you. Uh, in fact, the last time I looked, there was a beautiful new set of dice, which James, I don't know if you've seen them. They are, um, I'm going to get the name up because I actually, when I, when I saw them, I thought of you uh, <laughs> because you're a little dice goblin i am i am indeed I, I will i will say i was there on on you know scrolling facebook the other night and uh mm. you know obviously facebook spying on me they they know i go to to dice dungeon quite regularly oh are you getting the ads and um, i was getting the ads um, to clear those cookies you know, i'm sat there next to my partner and i'm like oh look at these look at these dice and she's just kind of sat there like yeah they're, they're dice and i'm there like yeah, oh look they're, at them they're amazing yeah look at those <laughs> look at those those rocks with numbers on them, James. Wow. No. <laughs> I love it when there's someone who really doesn't get it next to you. Yeah. Like, oh, it was the it was the magnificent marble ones. I was Oh, I was they are at. a good set. They are nice. The new set that I'm talking about are the legendary or boronite ones. Boronite. They're like um a metally silver with a Ooh. um uh rainbow like lines through it. Really nice. They look like ore in stone. They're they really are nice. nice. Uh, anyway, go check them out and um, and 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 use the code we speak common at checkout to get ten percent off your entire order. I have checked in with Ben and Dave; they are going to be getting in the new Spelljammer box set. So you heard it here first, kids. Uh, our other wonderful partners who have lots of experience under the belts are Describe, spelled D-S-C-R-Y-B, Describe, added.com on the end. That's the website. You know how it goes. Uh, they have professional creative writers who are writing scenes of locations, monsters, spells, weapons, magic items uh, for the DM or a player to read out at the table. So if you're not very good at uh, eloquently painting a picture in your players or or your party's minds with your words then they've got you covered they'll they've pretty much got everything you could need there's over eight thousand scenes available now they're adding hundreds every single week it's scary how much and how hard they work uh so go and um go and have a little peruse there's a bunch on there for free right now and uh, sorry i'm getting distracted by the fact that as i look out my window which is in front of my desk people walk through the car park of my um, block of flats and they all look up at me and every now and then i wave at them and they never wave back it's very but they always stare at me it's quite 
quite disappointing. Anyway, go have a look at Describe's website dscryb.com there's a link in the description below and have a peruse there's a bunch on there that you can read for free and using your games for free right now or you can subscribe and you'll get 10 percent off your monthly subscription for the first two years if you use the code common at checkout so the next time you play your game level it up paint that picture in your players minds use describe they've got you covered some beautiful amazing scenes on there that um honestly I can't even describe how good they are. You just have to read them. That's how good these writers are. So go and have a look. Uh, description below for all the links. And of course, if you are using our partners with our code, you're supporting the podcast. So thank you very, very, very much. Okay. Uh, right. How to use XP and Milestone. Which one do you want to do first, James? Um, shall, shall we start with XP? Okay, cool. All right, yeah. let's do it. I feel like just talking about this is going to inspire me to want to use XP because there is something very fun about it. Um, and I do kind of miss that mismatch of party uh, player levels in the party. But yeah. uh, my advice would be look at the kind of adventure you're going to be playing. So if you're running a tier one game or maybe you're going to be running a tier three game, like look at that, look at the XP values of the, uh, levels like the the thresholds that you need and think about how long realistically you want it to take to reach those thresholds like in an ideal world would it be five sessions eight sessions two sessions you know that kind of stuff and then plan around that because that's when you can start looking at okay how many encounters do i need to put in or how many enemies do i need to put in and uh, how many extra things like extra quest rewards in XP or or, or inter-party achievements with XP can I put in? Uh, and that should give you a really good starting base. Um, and it also lets you know whether you are going to want to be doing things like, okay, the party ends an encounter, so the XP is split by the number of players, or, oh, the party ends an encounter, so they all get this, get the the whole encounter amount in their XP pool, which is nuts, but it's a good way of fast tracking those higher levels. Yeah, I'd say I'd say the sort of main thing when it comes to using XP is just remember it's not just for killing creatures. Mm. Uh, you know, you can award XP for creative solutions. Uh, you know, diplomatically solving problems. Um, you know, use those. You know, we mentioned them earlier. Those those character goals. You know, extra little things perhaps characters want to achieve um, and then have them have, don't necessarily tell your players what the XP rewards will be for them, mm. um, but have it as an incentive. You know, you can really use it to incentivize things like role play and, and playing as the character rather than as, you know, oh, I'm playing a game kind of thing. Yeah, it's a really good way to create inter-party relationships because especially, and this is the, the don't tell them the amounts as well because, you know, I as a player might say, I'm going to convince James to, do, James to do X, Y, Z and then James's character, obviously James knows his character more than I do. He might be like, oh yeah, it's really easy to convince him to do that. And like the next session we're doing it and I only get 50 XP for it, but it's fine because I get a little hit of dopamine from achieving that thing <laughs> and then I create another goal and I move on to the next one. Um, it encourages your players to continually think about what the what their characters want. Um, one of the things we alluded to earlier with Braylar potentially dying because he's made some interesting decisions is a great example of Sam acting on quite quite recent information that his character has gotten. He's he's reacting emotionally, irrationally, 
but because something very immediately has changed in his mind around something that he knew. And like, if you're, if you're getting your characters to sit down and go, okay, what are my, what are my current goals? Every time they complete something, they're crossing one out and adding another one on. They're constantly evolving and thinking about what yeah. the player wants based on what's happening in the game. And that's a great, great way to incite some, some interesting characters and roleplay moments. Uh, you said something that made me think there. What was it? Um, I went off on a tangent. Oh, yeah. Rewarding it for other things as well. So like yeah. if they complete a puzzle, there's some XP. Um, if they de-escalate a situation, like you said, there's some XP. If they um, find a long lost optional treasure, like they complete an optional section of a quest, there's some XP. And that XP value can be... I mean, there are some guides in the DMG on how much that, that should be rewarded with, but you can also use that as the extra little buffer for um for for kicking players up a level if you need to if they're that if they're like if they're only 500 away and they've done something that you could give them 500 xp for and you want them to level up give them 500 xp yeah you know but i'd say as well make sure you really do reward like any creative thinking or creative problem solving you know if a player comes up with a solution something that's completely outside of the box and, and you know you wouldn't have seen it coming in a million years then mm. You reward that you know you can specific you can reward specific players as well it doesn't have to be the whole party yeah well what i was going to say about that actually is you, you should definitely talk to the party about that first because you might have a party that wants to um all get the same amount and feel like they're a cohesive unit because that there's a risk that if you're giving one player more because they've done something, you might have players competing to do the interesting thing but you know your party you know if that's going to be an issue or not um so just in session zero say hey look there might be odd little boosts of xp if you do interesting things that are just for one player is that okay and most people will be like yeah that's cool because it will make them want to think outside the box yeah um but yeah you've got to tread that line carefully if you've got a party that might get a bit competitive about it mm -hmm. Is there much else to say about XP? Like that feels really dumbed down and really simplified. But I guess the the nitty gritty of it, the hard work, is in the is in the it's, yeah, balancing it's, the amounts, right? Yeah, it's pretty much all in the DMG and stuff. It is. It, unfortunately, it is maths. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's it's not massively complicated. And you know, at the end of the day, if you if you don't, you know, if you figure out the XP from an encounter using that formula, you don't like it, whether it's too high, too low, just change it. Who'd have thought that I would be sitting here thinking, damn, Mr. Levy was right. I really would need maps in my life. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot better. I, I, I explained to, to the shock of some of my shoots the other day how I used Pythagoras in D&D &D to prove that, yes, I could hit that dragon with a fireball. <laughs> and at that moment you ascended to a new level of geek yeah <laughs> yes kids one day you too could be like me using triangles to destroy make-believe dragons <laughs> oh, i remember that moment so well ben you were like no it's not in range like, i will do the maths ben and it was 119 like 0.8 feet away <laughs> and little did i know it was in range yeah yeah there we go. Um, okay, let's move on to milestone leveling then and uh, the, the tips and tricks for using that. My first one is um, assess whether you 
want to use it or not and and by that i mean look at the game you're running is this a story focused game is this one where you can plot out where you roughly want the levels to come in and is that uh, easily movable if the players go different ways look at it all laid out in front of you and go where do i want them leveled why do i want them leveled there does it make sense is there big gaps like just think about that stuff that's my first big tip yeah i plot think it out i think on that as well um when you are looking at modules and running them, uh, you know, things like the Senate to Avernus, Tyranny of Dragons, they have um, a sort of a recommended, make sure there is level, give them a level now. Mm. Do you have a think about that? Because it's sometimes I think they're a bit off with that and, and how that works. Um, yeah, there's what, there was one you were telling me about in Tyranny that was yeah, like so it, it's straight t- after another level. In Tyranny, it's literally like, yeah, give them a level. Right, this thing then happens after this. And yeah, they get a level after doing that. So you do sometimes have to try and change things around or, you know, pad things out a bit to make mm. it feel like those levels are earned if you are, you know, re- sticking reasonably close to a module. Um, or, you know, so you might not think the module lets them get high enough. So, for instance, um, Tyranny, you know, I, I don't think Tyranny lets you get high enough to be fighting, you know, the Dragon Goddess herself. And so, you know, I'm looking at ways of of making sure there's extra bits in there to to earn those levels to make it more appropriate. Don't lie. You're just doing it so you can use a mythic stat version of Tiamat. I don't know what you're talking about, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that (laughs) stat block. Um, The other, the next tip I would give is to, uh, oh God, it was on the tip of my tongue then and I forgot it. I hate when that happens. I had a really good one. What was it? What were you just saying? Uh, in the adventure they tell you where to put them oh that was it so is to is to think about the type of adventure that the players are on and what and and the story you're telling so in dragon heist that story was set over the course of like two weeks yeah maybe maybe three at most which is a really short amount of time and the party went from level five to level eight so there were big gaps in the sessions we played that story for a year and a half and they only gained three levels right because in game time it happened over the course of three weeks like a lot happened but it happened very quickly in in the game world so whereas tomb of annihilation you guys have been traveling through the jungle for nearly two months now and you've gained nearly six levels you know so think about the time that's happening in the game compare that to the time that's happening outside of the game for the players and and balance that and make it make sense in both places and sometimes you are going to have conversations where the guys are like oh we can get a level is that when is that going to happen and you're gonna be like no not yet just trust me you'll get one when it when it when it's right and then they'll feel it and it'll be amazing yeah um extra bit of a wacky tip here for you oh a wacky one go on then um you can give more than one Yes, um, this, so this is a this is a controversial at the end hot of, take here. At the end of descent, uh, you you guys you guys have been absolutely nuts in descent. You've done so much shit, mm. and then like the final that the final bit at the end was it was a bit nuts. Uh, didn't quite end as nuts as I hoped, but you know you did something pretty big, and because of all sort of like the different stuff you've done, like freeing Galgath and and you know you, you radically altered the. the the literal fucking cosmology and shit 
So I was like, yeah, we did. you know yeah, what? We fucking did. You're not level 14. Fuck it. You're level 15. Um, I can't wait to play as Glath again with yeah. his Vorpal Hellfire sword, his Adamantine <laughs> full plate armor. And, yeah. Oh, what a badass. So, yeah, you, you can give more than one, but make, make sure if you do give more than one, make sure they've done something fucking huge. Mm. Mm. Yeah, make it, make it feel big. Uh, and don't do it often, I think, is yeah. the, the follow-up tip from that. Yeah. Um, if your players are feeling like they're not getting achievements because they're waiting for a long time between levels, or reward them with other things. Uh, for example, items or uh, stuff that they wouldn't normally get. So boons and charms are a really great way to reward players or giving them limited use strong items yeah uh, one of my druid characters has the ability to have um an extra wild shape for free like he's just got in a pendant just saved up so if he ever runs out of wild shapes he's got one ready to go oh, that's cool. um i've got uh which was which was a charm from a uh from a dryad um i've had the the chewinga charms in toa are a great example of like little rewards you can get as you're traveling around the jungle yeah. They're great fun. Um, so that's another tip is like if they're feeling reward hungry, use fun little burnable one-time use things that you can give your players. I mean, think about balance, but those are great little rewards. Yeah. I think by the group, group, I have to be collecting like these little Epian pieces. And you, you know the saga of the, the, the Epian mm. versus mm. Electrum. They don't even do anything, but whenever they find them, because they're convinced once they've got so many, they'll do something. They're like um, the Infinity Stones, aren't they? I, I don't know. I've not decided what they do yet, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know how many there are. No. It's um, like the Korok seeds yeah. in Breath of the Wild. There's 999 um, of the fuckers. But, but, but every time they get one, they get like insanely excited, and, it, and it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> I like the idea that your, your, your party are just coin collectors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's um let's bring this episode to an end with the final piece of advice, which is flipping between XP and milestone in the same campaign. What advice and tips have you got for this? For me, I think it's um it's it's the age old D and D thing of talk to your players and make sure yeah. they are understanding and happy to do it. Yeah. So so that number one, number two, um, it's a lot easier to go from milestone to XP. Mm -hmm. um, because what you can accidentally end up doing if you flipped from XP to milestone is you can accidentally end up wiping a certain level of progress. Yeah. Um, so if you are doing it, make sure everybody's kind of around the same place, ideally. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing it with the specific purpose like I did to get them to a certain level to then flip back to milestone, you know, make sure you're not having it so somebody is horribly drastically ahead of everybody else because then when they flip back, that is going to suck. Yeah. Yeah, for that one person. That's a really, that's a really good point. And actually, I think that might be the only thing to, to really, really think about is to plan when they flip back and make sure they don't lose out. Yeah. Other than that, you just take the best of the, the, the tips from, the, from both different types and use them accordingly. Yeah. Amazing. After this whole conversation, James, which is still your favourite? I'm glad we've I'm glad we've uh, we've assessed that um well look I'm going to 
head off and go and watch the uh, the F1 now because the race is, is beginning as we speak. So, um, James, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm going to go walk my adorable little dog. She is adorable. I agree. Uh, if you want to get involved with the conversation here on the old We Speak Common Network, the best way to do it is by getting in touch with us. We're at We Speak Common on Twitter, at We Speak Common on Instagram, We Speak Common Pod on Facebook. Our email is We Speak Common at hotmail.com. And if you really, really want to have your finger on the pulse and be a part of the community, then joining our Discord server is the way to do it. The only way to do that right now is by supporting the We Speak Common Patreon page. It gives you access to behind the scenes content, nonstop conversations, hangout chats with music and voice, and of course, things like merch and the ability to guest on an episode of the podcast links to all that below and on our social media pages as always your support is greatly appreciated and if you don't want to give money that's okay i understand it's tough out there cost of living's going up gosh the best way to support which is absolutely free is by sharing us with people who love dungeons and dragons and storytelling rpgs around the world so do that please thank you very very much um james again thank you it's been great and uh, i can't wait to um to not give you a level next time we play dnd yeah thanks very much and i can't wait to uh, do the same and just do it out of spite at this point <laughs> <laughs> see you later dude see you later man bye for listening to the we speak common podcast network if you enjoyed the show be sure to leave a review on your platform of choice and share us with a friend or dnd group near you if you'd like to directly support the network and the production of new shows like the one you heard today head to the description of this episode or our social media pages for a link to our patreon page you can connect with the show on twitter instagram and facebook at we speak common The network theme is Street Dancing by Timecrawler82 and is held under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. You can find it on the Free Music Archive.